Alright. Alright. I gotta turn that down so I don't echo like crazy. It's bad enough it echoes enough as it is. But anyway, um, I hope I can, my, um, broke can handle this. But welcome to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Monday, August 21st, 2023. I want to apologize for the, um, sudden sign-off during American Top 40 last morning, um... Turns out, I pulled a Power 94.7. <laughs> yeah, um, and don't get me started on that, okay? I just signed off there. I regrettably signed back on that later that evening. I just did something like throwbacks or whatever, but you're welcome. But hey, we're still going to do a morning show and a new episode of, um, of the Pokemon Podcast later, later today at free once I get downloaded. So, not all hope is lost after all. But anyway, um, let's get you started on your uh, weather report. We'll kick off the show with that. It says right here, who apps are using my microphone? Well, that's kind of obvious. Kind of obvious. Hmm, that's weird. Fifty-one degrees and smoke. Hmm, that's interesting. So in other words, it's hazy outside with smoke. Is there like a wildfire going on or something? Oh, I hope not. Who knows? Um. But anyway, um, here's the out... Well, actually, no, it's... In the morning, it will be 65 degrees. Um, what's that thing showing up as? Partly cloudy, okay. In the afternoon, it will be 76. And I believe that's also, yep, partly cloudy. So mainly, it's going to be partly cloudy today for most of the day. In the evening, I bet you it's also partly cloudy night. 60 degrees overnight. It'll be clear night, 53. What's this? Okay, that's just weather today. It feels like 48. The sun sets at 8.09 p.m., by the way. Um, that hard drive go. <laughs> that's my external drive, by the way. I don't know why I'm saying that. And surprisingly, there's no rain. That's interesting. Oh well. IBM. <laughs> the funny thing was that David at Trivia Night one time, not my brother, but the guy from Trivia at the Two Wolves Tavern, he mentioned a question about IBM. And just earlier, I just said IBM. It means International Business Machines. The Weather Channel is owned by IBM, by the way, if you're wondering. <laughs> anyway, um, usually next up I would say like local news or whatever, but um, the Ammonizer Observer apparently likes to paywall stuff, but I might be able to read you like a national story at least. I know that CNN doesn't um, paywall stuff. I mean, they're trying to, but at least they have some freedom stuff we could read. And the worst they could do is make us sign in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I wanted. Apparently, the, um,. Copy and paste maneuver is not working on that specific VM. I might just shut that down, actually. So I need to delete those. Even then, they're going to be lurking in. So I guess we'll have to go to this other VM here and do it there. Hopefully the recording doesn't get messed up. We're pretty much just killing off time just searching my own way. Just do this for Chrome. Not really a good idea because it lags a little bit, but I do not work because it says CNN.com. 
So we'll just do this for Chrome, I guess. Oh man, really, Trump? Okay, it's gonna keep it pop. It muted, but I don't know why it. Okay, it's actually playing that. I can't even turn that off, so we'll just have to deal with it. Let's just read about this Domino's Pizza story. Yeah. This is in Russia. It's going to close all 142 stores in Russia, by the way. Um, it was just published just earlier, around 6.08 a.m. local time for us. Um, and this was actually published by CNN's um, London Bureau. Um, Domino's Pizza will close all its outlets in Russia, becoming one of the first major Western fast food chains. To exit the country since McDonald's and Starbucks left more than a year ago, which is why I'm wondering. DP Eurasia, the company that owns franchise rights for the Domino's Pizza brand in Russia, Turkey, Azerbaijan, and Georgia, said Monday that it would file for bankruptcy for its Russian unit, DP Russia. The move highlights the increasingly hard choices facing Western firms that stayed in Russia after the start of the Ukraine war. The Kremlin has made it, has made it vastly more difficult and more costly for Western companies to sell their Russian businesses. And it has, in some cases, even seized control of firms' local assets, as with Danish brewer Carlsberg and French yogurt maker Danone. With the increasingly challenging environment, DP Russia's immediate holding company is now compelled to take this step, which will bring about the termination of the attempted sale process of DP Russia is a going concern and, inevitably, the group's presence in Russia, DP Eurasia, said in a statement, that is. It is too early to determine the financial impact of a potential insolvency, it added. The company operates 142 stores in Russia and is the country's third big, largest pizza delivery business. In December, DP Eurasia said it was reviewing its presence in Russia and that work on a potential sale was ongoing. It is possible, though, that the pizza outlets will continue to operate in Russia under new ownership and branding. McDonald's and Starbucks in Russia, after all, were taken over by local players and renamed after their parent companies exited the country. Starbucks became Star's Coffee, like a reference to Starbucks, sort of, and McDonald's is now the Kusano Itoka, I can't say that right, and I'm not Russian, which translates to Tasty Period. According to researchers at Yale University, more than 1,000 foreign companies have exited or suspended operations in Russia since the Kremlin launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. A further 378 firms from around the globe continue to do business in Russia, although about half of these have suspended new investments and scaled back their operations in the country, unfortunately. And I believe that is it. But, yeah, um... I'm gonna go ahead and minimize that for now. I might need it later, actually. I'm gonna go ahead and shut down that, um... Our Windows XP VM. It's all it's doing is just burning off RAM. And, well, first I need to do something here really quick that... Obviously I don't like doing, but I'm gonna do it anyway. That's right, commercials. There you go, we're all about these. I'm going to feed up probably three minutes since I'm a little bit late anyway. <laughs> Two.
I'm gonna let the music be a surprise to you guys, so... So sorry about that. Anyway, I hope I don't puke anyway. You're listening... You're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. That was Dance Night by Dua Lipa from Barbie Album. I believe before that was Jane Makeba, which has become a real big favorite of mine for some reason. Don't ask me why, it just is. Alright, now it's time for the second segment, which you may have guessed it, if not, it's food talk. Doesn't matter, but anyway, um... Yeah, um... Let's see what we got. Um, 24 freezer-friendly meals, 50 lunch ideas for kids... Um, let's... I know I've done this before, but I'm gonna do it again anyway. There might be a few things we didn't read. Alright, you can do it. There you go. A lot of this I have read before, but, um, I guess we could read it again. I don't know. Oh, here's something I don't think I've read before. Um,. Peanut butter and jelly sushi rolls. Does that have sushi in it, or is that just peanut butter and jelly? Let's take a look. Hmm. Peanut butter and jelly sushi rolls. These are so cute. I always make them for the kids when we have sushi. They think they really are getting what we have. In other words, they aren't. <laughs> oh, I can download an image. Oh, okay. Uh, who cares? I'm not doing that. It is ready in five minutes. It's very easy to do. Ingredients are free. It yields eight rolls, serves one. And the ingredients are two tablespoons of creamy peanut butter, two, two tablespoons of jelly, you can pick your favorite, or two tablespoons of preserves, which is pretty much the same thing, just a little bit different. Okay, you can pick your favorite. And two slices of bread. So technically, I could make this right now if I wanted to. <laughs> Maybe I'll make some for me one during the, during the commercial break, we'll see. <laughs> But anyway, here... Oh, yeah, that's my mom throwing up, by the way. Just ignore her. Sorry, I said that. I might cut that on the podcast. Um, anyway, directions. Step one. Remove the crust from the bread with a rolling pan or a large soup can. Completely flatten the bread. Step two. Spread one tablespoon of peanut butter... <laughs> and one tablespoon of fruit spread on each slice of bread. Step three. Roll each slice into a tight spiral. Cut each spiral into four pieces. I believe that's it. Again, very simple, easy to do. Looks like it was submitted by Salvin Chef and I.O. Whatever. Very well received recipe, by the way. Oh, yeah. Let's check out Crazy Crust Pizza. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. It's doing about blank there for some reason. Anyway, um... This is ready in 35 minutes. This is... <coughs> this is Crazy Crust Pizza, by the way. It's ready in 35 minutes. It yields 8 slices. It serves 2 to 4. There's 11 ingredients. I'm gonna read them right now. 1 cup of flour. 1 teaspoon of salt. 
One teaspoon of oregano. Hmm. Okay. One eighth teaspoon of black pepper. Two large eggs. Two four cups of milk. Two four cup of milk. One pound of ground beef or one pound of bulk Italian sausage. Make sure it's cooked and drained. One small onion that's chopped fine. Hopefully you don't cry when you chop the onion. <laughs> one and a half cup of sliced mushrooms. This is optional, by the way. It's not required. One and one half cups of pizza sauce or one and one half cups. One, one half cups of spaghetti sauce, whichever is your favorite. And two cups of pre-strained mozzarella cheese or two cups of pizza cheese. Your choice, whatever your favorite. Here's the directions now. Step one: preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Number two: grease and flour a pizza pan or 10 to 15 baking sheets. Make sure it has sides. Number three: combine the flour, salt, oregano, pepper, eggs, milk, and mix well. Number four. Pour a batter in a pan and tilt pan until around until bottom of the pan is evenly coated. Number five, sprinkle the cooked meat, onions, and mushrooms over the batter. Ooh, that's interesting. Number six, bake for 20 minutes. Number seven, remove from the oven and drizzle on pizza sauce. Number eight, sprinkle evenly with the cheese. Number nine, bake for about another five minutes or until the cheese is bubbling. Number ten, take it out of the oven, slice and serve. Simple as that. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird how it looks like that. Um, look at this picture. Or not? <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. There we go. Took me to the bottom of the page for some reason. I don't know. I don't even think I'm even on the site anymore. I don't know. But I think I'll just go ahead and stop it here anyway. I still got three minutes though, but um, I want to make this segment even enough so I have enough time to do whatever. So there you go. Aww. Anyway, um, just find something here I can queue up. time I won't let the music be surprised um, just so I know what you're getting alright we'll start off with Mona Lisa from Spider-Man and the this the, the song and um, okay I want something here Oh, we'll just show our thing, my Miguel. Let's see what happens when we throw those two songs in. But the next segment that's coming up is um, TMZ Celebrity News, by the way. A lot of people aren't fans of that kind of stuff, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway, so hopefully you're okay with that. But anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. For Monday, yep, okay, Monday, August 21st, 2023, thank God you heard all that. Anyway, we'll be right back right after this, so go away. That was Sure Thing, my Miguel. Before that was Dominic Fike, Mona Lisa for Spider-Man. 
<sighs> okay, now it's 740, and, and as I said in the last segment, we were going to do TMZ news, so here you go. And believe it or not, guess what we're going to be talking about? Again, that's right, Britney Spears throws a wild divorce bash. Sam who? Huh? Well, okay. <laughs> Single and ready to be lit. <laughs> Alright, sorry about that. Britney Spears is working fast to put Sam Asgarari behind her. I can't say that right, so please apologize. Um, surrounding herself with a ton of shirtless men, all vying for Brit's attention. Oh, that's nice. The pop star posted a racy video on Instagram, which was showing one guy trying to lick Britney's leg all the way up to her thigh. <laughs> You can hear the cameraman order him to start the boot, bro. The video then jumps to Brit being hoisted up by five bare-chested men around a pool. Brit seems more than satisfied, punctuating the moment with, Okay, cool. But wrote in her caption... When you go to the meetup with a so-called friend and drive an hour for chicken, and you have to wait in the car and need to use the bathroom. <laughs> I can see why. She continued, so what does a... And this is censored, by the way. I think it's the B word. So what does a... Like me do? I put my green dress on and show up at my friends. I invite my favorite boys over and played all night, you know. On Sunday, Brittany also posted a topless video on Instagram, too. Of course, this all followed last week's drama with Sam Asghari, who filed for divorce from Brittany, which we were talking about last week, by the way, as well. Well, I don't know if you heard it, because it might have been crappy quality, so I don't remember. But it was citing irreconable differences. God, I really need is the restroom, but I need to talk, so we'll just have to wait and see. Since then, it's been all downhill for the exes, who are no longer talking to one another. It's hard for me to sit down, I can stand up easily enough. But, oh well. Alright, I'm trying to hold this in, guys. I think I got it. Oh, yeah, Hurricane Hillary. They were talking about this on the Weather Channel. It's in California right now, but we'll worry about that later, though. Actually, never mind. We're going to talk about it right now. Well, sort of. It's about TMZ Sports. Hurricane Hillary buries Dodger Stadium in water. So, needless to say, we're going to be talking about it anyway, whether we like it or not. <laughs> Ooh, TMZ has a store now. Well, not really interested. I really need to go poop, but uh, I'm not going to do that right now because I have a show to do right now. No baseball was played at Dodger Stadium on Sunday due to Hurricane Hillary. But swimming meat could have broken out, you know. Because, believe it or not, the epic storm had nearly, fl- had nearly flooded the historic venue. Now, as a squall made landfall in Southern California, it pelted Los Angeles with so much rain, it left LA's ballpark covered in water, you know. Footage shot from up above the downtown stadium shows the parking lot surrounding the site was underneath feet of water. Though, thankfully, it appeared the diamond and surrounding seats had survived the inclement water. Yeah, it looks like that. Don't know how, it just did. Of course, the Dodgers moved their Sunday afternoon game against the Marlins to Saturday. So at least there was no issues with the team's schedule. Though it is unclear though if the effects of that hurricane will impact LA's next slate of games at Dodger Stadium next week. Now, as far as Hurricane Hillary is concerned... No, not Hillary Clinton, by the way. Hurricane Hillary, but still a good name. 
Oh no, I think the hurricane's evil though. <laughs> it's still bombarding the south or west, southwestern U.S. with rainfall, causing major flooding on roadways. Flooding on roadways, severe damage to buildings elsewhere. Fortunately, however, the storm is set to let up later Monday, so hopefully there'll be good hope for the Dodgers. We'll see. Anyway, um, next up is Jennifer Lopez celebrating one year with her husband, Ben Affleck. She even teased a new song. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are officially one year into their marriage now. The honeymoon's over and she's marking a milestone with a sneak peek of a new song all about him. Oh yeah. On Sunday night, the singer posted a couple shots from their wedding day last year. Both of them rocking massive smiles, of course. What else? In her caption, she dropped some lyrics from her upcoming track, Dear Ben, Part 2, saying, Dear Ben, sitting here alone, looking at my ring ring, feeling overwhelmed, it makes me want to sing sing, how do we end up here, without rewind, oh my, this is my life. There's a video on YouTube that's called Dear Ben, it was posted by... Apparently Jennifer Lopez topic, so that might just be an actual song on YouTube music, that is. But YouTube music is relatively just YouTube. Anyway, um, she threw in a couple of hashtags, too. One being the song's title, and the other reading, um, This Is Me Now. The name of her upcoming album, Where the Track Lives. So she's doing a new album, by the way. You'll recall the OG track, Dear Ben, came out over two decades ago on the album This Is Me, Ben. So that song came out a long time ago, probably when the Now series was still in like the um, 4 to 10s in the U.S., that is. Now, as we reported, Ben and Jen tied a knot in Las Vegas in July 2022. But through the big party at Ben's beautiful 87-acre property in Georgia the following month, it seems she's counting the anniversary based on the GA bash, the Georgia bash, not their legal marriage day. Oh, and by the way, J-Lo's upcoming album, which doesn't have an official release date yet, it will be her first since AKA in 2014, so we're talking like nearly a decade after she released her first album. I'm afraid I have to stop it here because I have about two minutes left, and I don't know if I have enough time to read a two-minute story, so I might as well just call it quits there. Oh, well. But coming up in the next segment is a classic and pretty much a staple for Tricky Fox Radio. You guessed it, um, Pokemon News, what else, um, but yeah, um, so there's that, I guess, um, one, Can't wait to go to the bathroom when this commercial starts. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can hear that. But I'm desperate to use the bathroom. Don't know why I'm saying that on the air, but oh well. Alright, what should I play? Um, preferably for, like, Well, do I have the shortest song, I wonder? Probably Waffle House will do the trick. And I think to close out this hour and to kick off Pokemon News before will be Heat Waves. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. That was Heat Waves by Glass Animals, and before that was Waffle House by Jonas Brothers. 
<sighs> Alright, it is time for Pokemon news. I don't know why it's not showing Pokemon at the top. That's weird. Hmm. Oh well. Maybe I'll show it next time. We'll see. <laughs> um, let's start off with uh, Make the Most of Pokemon Go Fest of 2023 Global. Alright, here we go. Um, Mega Rayquaza debuts globally during Pokemon Go Fest 2023 Global. The biggest Pokemon Go event of the year features unique habitats, shiny Pokemon, and more. Pokemon Go Fest 2023. Global promises a whirlwind of excitement, so buckle up, trainers. The excitement begins Saturday, August 26, 2023, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. That's your time, by the way. And picks up the following day, August 27th, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time again. Each day is a unique experience, although some event bonuses will be in place throughout the entire event. These event long bonuses will include the following Lure modules will last for one hour, Friendship bonus damage and rage will be twice as effective, The remote raid limit will increase 20 per day. The following Pokemon will now feature attacks when they're evolved during the event. If you can evolve Metapod to get a Butterfree that will know the fast attack Bug Bite. You can evolve a Sandshrew to get a Sand Slash that knows the charged attack Night Slash. You can evolve Clefairy Clefairy, to get a Clefable that knows the fast attack Pound. You can also evolve Vivrava to get a Flygon that knows the charge attack Earth Power. You can also evolve Shellgon to get a Salamance that knows the charge attack Outrage. And last but not least, you can evolve Matang to get a Metagross that knows the charge attack Meteor Mash. Now, on to Sizzling Saturday. This event features four unique habitats that will rotate every hour. Different Pokemon will appear in each habitat, by the way, so be sure to check them all out while you can. First off, Quartzterium. Pikachu wearing a quartz crown, Clefairy, Lickitung, Heracross, Milk Tank, Wurmple, Whismur, Skitty, Love Disc, East Seashellus, Benary, Audino, Fungus, and Morlow. Pyrite Sands, again, Pikachu wearing a Pirate Crown, Sandshrew, Alolan Diglett, Psyduck, Giraffrig, Shuckle, Trampage, Gibble, Hippopotodius, Timber, Joltic, Bionicle, Heliotile, and Grubbin. Now on to the Malachite Wilderness. Caterpree, again, Pikachu wearing a Malachite crown this time. Bellsprout, Cypher, Snorlax, which is wearing a cowboy hat in this one. Spinarak, Remoraid, Rosilla, Snover, Cottony, Ferroseed, Stunfisk, Fomentus, and Orangru. Whatever. And last but not least, Aquamarine Shores. Start things off, Pikachu will be wearing an Aquamarine crown. Horsey, Lapras, Maril. Wobbuffet, Carvanhana, Barboach, Begon, Bildum, West Seashellus, but trainers who want to help their Lickitung reach its full potential will require a lot of candy and Candy XL. Bumblebee's evolution, which is Diggersby by the way, has had some luck in the Great League as well. Snorlax and Shadow Snorlax are solid choices in all levels of the Go Battle League. Although they aren't the most popular, though. Stunfisk is a frequent side of the Great League as well. And certainly not least, Beldum's final evolution, Metagross, 
is definitely a heavy hitter in the Master League. In addition to the fiend habitats, there will be plenty of opportunities to take part in the raids. The one-star raids include Pikachu wearing a quartz crown, a pirate crown, a malachite crown, or aquamarine crown, along with Gumi. In the two-star raids, there will be exclusively Carbink. In the three-star raids, there will be exclusively Storlax wearing a cowboy hat. And for the primal raids, there will be Kygor, Kygor, Kyogre, and Groudon in their primal forms. Now on to Sensational Sunday. There won't be any rotating habitats on Sunday, unfortunately. But instead, though, any Pokemon for Saturday's habitats might appear in the Wild World Change. But the true star of GoFest 2023 is undoubtedly Mega Rayquaza. Which makes its global debut on Sunday, by the way. Keep an eye out for meteorites, a new item in Pokemon Go that can be acquired via special research. Giving Rayquaza a meteorite will allow it to learn to charge attack Dragon Ascent. Rayquaza that no Dragon Ascent will then be able to Mega Evolve when given Mega Energy. In addition to Mega Rayquaza, that same Pokemon that appeared in raids on Saturday will also appear on Sunday as well. Now on to Ticket Holder Exclusives. Pokemon Go Fest 2023 Global is a free event available to everyone, but you know, trainers can upgrade their experience by purchasing a ticket that gives access to special content and bonuses. These special tickets can be bought for $15, $14.99 exactly, but rounding up to $15, or the equivalent price into your local currency depending on what country you live in, and they do provide access to exclusive special research, global challenges, bonuses, and exclusive incense encounters. On Saturday, ticket holders can complete special research, yet the Lyant was here today. Oh well. She can listen later. Ticket holders can complete special research for an opportunity to encounter the mythical Pokemon Deontay. On Sunday, the exclusive special research will feature Mega Rayquaza and Meteorites. During Habitat Hours on Saturday, trainers with tickets can work together to complete challenges, that is, if they're successful, and those trainers will earn a special bonus remainder of the ha- of that habitat hour. And also throughout the event, ticket holders who activate incense, excluding the daily event or incense that is, they will attract the following Pokemon, and I will go ahead and read them as quick as I can. Quartzerium will also encounter Hisuian Growlithe, unknown A, D, I, M, N, and O. In the Pyrite Science, Science you'll come across Pawnyard, along with unknown A, D, I, M, N, and O. In the Malachite Wilderness, you'll come across Carnivine, along with unknown A, D, I, M, N, and O. And last but not least, the Aquamarine Shores, you'll come across Par- Petrusu, along with unknown A, D, I, M, N, and O. Additional ticket holder exclusives include the following bonuses as well. Increased chance of encountering shiny Pokemon, up to six special trades each day, and up to nine free raid passes from spinning photo discs at gyms and special seven kilometer eggs. Happy Pokemon Go Fest trainers! And guess what? I am out of time! Isn't that nice? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's, isn't that a pleasant sign? <laughs> I better hurry up. Um, to... Actually, we might as well make this a three-minute break since I'm running low on time anyway. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. Coming up in the next segment is, I believe, um, new movies out on Tuesday for the Super Tuesdays and Independence. 
So don't go away. We'll be right back. Don't go away. That was Void by Melly Martinez. Um, and before that was Pink Panther as an I Spice Boys a Liar Part 2. Alright, hopefully you can't hear that music in the background that David is listening to. I don't think it matters that much, but... Oh well. Anyway, there are stuff here I wanted to read, actually, for a change. Um, 12 best racing movies of all time. Let's see what this does. Okay. 12 best racing... Okay, it's still loading, by the way. We just... There we go. 12 best racing movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. We love racing movies. Racing films captivate us like nothing else. We feel the frills, gasp the stunts, and cheer on fearless drivers that are pushing their limits. In preparation for Grand Terrorismo, based on a true story, it can be, you can get your tickets online at Fandango.com, by the way. But right now, we've created a list of 12 top racing films ranked by Rotten Tomatoes scores. So whatever you're craving, gripping dramas, riveting documentaries, or high, and apparently high spell wrong, unfortunately, but I know it's high adrenaline action, our hand-picked collection will have something for you for a change. Buckle in, adjust the mirror, and brace for an exhilarating ride for the world of racing movies now. At number 12 is Steve McQueen, The Man Le Mans. This was released back in 2015. It has a tomato meter of 77%. And a snippet the 1971 movie Le Mans encountered Myrad hindrances during production, posing challenges for the owned actor and favorite racing enthusiast Steve McQueen for whom the movie was a personal endeavor. On the number 11, The Love Bug, 1968, a very old movie. Its tomato meter is 78%. The Snippesis, race car driver Jim Douglas. Number 11, The Love Bug, 1968, tomato meter 78%. The Snippesis, race car driver Jim Douglas and mechanic Tennessee Steinmetz come across a white Volkswagen Beetle with a mind of its own. Kind of like a Herbie Fully Loaded. Well, this is kind of like Herbie Fully Loaded. It's number 53. They named the car, you guessed it, Herbie, and the little team quickly becomes popular on the California racing scene. Now, this doesn't sit well with Peter Forndike, a sports car dealer who enlists his assistant attempt to come between the friends and their extraordinary car. And yes, it is made by Disney, by the way. And there's later five sequels. Number 10, Snake and Mongoose, released in 2013. The tomato meter is 80%. A synthesis. Don Prudhomme and Tom McLean, re-owned drag racers from Southern California, joined forces with industry titans to revolutionize the sports landscape. Now on to number 9, Rally Road Racers, which looks like an animated film by the picture, and this was released just recently this year. The tomato meter is actually 81%, Racing newcomers D sees a chance to challenge the rally car circuit's reigning champion. Assisted by a former driver turned mechanic, C embarks on a thrilling adventure facing treacherous trains, fierce rivals, and unexpected hurdles. The goal, though, to showcase his undeniable talent and establish himself as the next racing prodigy. And maybe prove a little something to himself to himself in the process, that is. It stars, of course, J.K. Simmons, Jimmy O. Yang, and John Cleese. Isn't that nice? 
Number eight, winning the racing life of Paul Newman also in 2015. Tomato meter is actually 91%, and the synopsis is simply Paul Newman, the illustrious actor, embarked on a racing career that spanned an impressive 35 years. Now on to the 24-hour war. There's no picture for this movie, by the way, but the tomato meter is very high. It's 100%. And Snippus is, during the 1960s, a rivalry of epic proportions emerged between Henry Ford II and Enzo Ferrari, two titans of the automobile industry, as they clash at Le Mans. Then up to Grand Prix in 1966. This also has a tomato meter of 100%. The world's most fearless drivers gather for the 1966 Formula One Championship. After a spectacular wreck in the initial race, American driver Pete Aaron, James Garner plays Ben, by the way, loses his sponsorship. On Dieterd, he joins a rival Japanese racing team instead. Amidst a passionate love affair with a fellow racer's spouse, Pete also manages to confront Jean Jean Pierre Sardi, a seasoned French contender boasting two world titles. It has awe-inspiring action sequences, and despite how old it is, it seems to me it remains a huge classic to this day. Now on to Racing Dreams, released in 2009, which also has a tomato meter of 100%. Filmmaker Marshall Curry explores the inner workings of the World Cardi Association, the youth racing league that acts as a launching pad for aspiring NASCAR drivers. Curry focuses on the free teenage racers, Josh Hobson, Brandon Warren, and Annabeth Barnes, documenting captures their skills, challenges, and personal stories. Now to number four, Talgad Knights, The Ballad of Bricky Bobby, released back in 2006. The tomato leader is 71% for this one, by the way. And it features Ricky Bobby, the NASCAR superstar, played by good old Will Ferrell, is living his best life after all. Fans adore him. He has a beautiful wife and he's swimming in wealth. But however, everything comes crashing down when Jean Gouard, the French Formula 1 champion played by Sasha Baron Cohen, enters the picture. With his father by his side, Ricky must claw his way back from rock bottom to the top of the podium. Number three, Cars in 2006 as well. This ironically has a 75% tomato reader despite the fact it's a Pixar film, which Pixar films are well known for um, being well rated. But anyway, on his way to California for the Piston Cup Championship, young race car, you guessed it, Lightning McQueen, Falls out of his trailer and ends up in the da- falls out of his trailer and ends up in the dilapidated town of Radiator Springs. As he forms a bond with the eccentric locals, which he does, winning the championship ceases to be his top priority, unfortunately. But uh, just remember, racing is about war and speed and fame. It's also about the friendship, loyalty, and determination. The action, the action is fun, but the heartfelt moments and genuine emotions that make this movie special. On number two, Rush, 2013, with a tomato meter of 88%. It's the mid-1970s on the 401 circuit. I'm running low on time, but I'll keep going. And charismatic English playboy James Hunt, played by Chris Hemsworth from 4. And medalist Australian perfectionist Nicky Lotta played by Daniel Brawl, definitely have a rivalry going on. The drivers push themselves to their limits, both mentally and physically, as they burn up the track, risking their lives with every lap. The women in their lives, Olivia Wilde and Alexandra Marie Lara, can only watch. 
And at number one, you guessed it. Yes, it's Ford versus Ferrari. 2019 with a tomato meter of 92%. American automotive designer Carol Shelby, played by Matt Damon, and British driver Ken Miles, played by Christian Bale, two well-known actors, by the way, joined forces to construct a groundbreaking vehicle for Ford that can go head-to-head with Enzo Ferrari's race cars at 24 hours of Le Mans in 1966. As they design and test their car, Shelby and Miles battle corporate interference, personal demons, and the very laws of physics. It also follows Shelby and Miles through the development, testing, and deployment of the GT40 a vehicle that would revolutionize auto racing. The action is as intense as you would expect from a movie about racing, but the human drama at the center of the story makes the movie accessible to people who aren't racing enthusiasts. This tribute to innovation and pursuit of greatness is a true masterpiece, isn't it? Alright, um, it's late enough as it is, um... I better hurry up. I might as well just put two minutes in. Maybe three. We'll see. Um, I don't know if you can still hear the music. I hope not. Um, but, oh, well. Um, I think I'll just do three minutes this time. I had enough problems as it is. Anyway, I hope the music be a surprise. You're listening to Tricky Files Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. Heaven by Niall Horan. Before that was Runaway by One Republic. And I am so glad I was able to make this segment even. Well, sort of. Anyway, I said I was going to read what's on TV tonight, but I think I'm going to change things up a little bit because I want to read um, something that I did read um, on Thursday or Friday, but since that show was really garbled up and it was it was unbearably hard to listen to guys so I ended up not uploading it online so through um, our podcast so but thankfully since I'm using the generic um, thing this time you'll be able to hear me better just with a little bit of echoing but much better I think you'd much better do with that deal with the garbled up noise or whatever but anyway instead of um What's on TV? Now? We're going to talk about Microsoft retiring activation for Windows XP in August of 2023, which is still kind of relevant. I post this back on August 17th, by the way, on my website, on the radio station website, by the way. Which, by the way, has moved to TFX Radio to RF.GD. Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> But anyway, it shows a picture of the Microsoft Windows XP logo, and the caption reads, um, hold on. Okay, yeah. Activation is impossible on Windows XP now without using an anti-activation patch or a volume licensing version of XP. Windows XP, that is. Now, as of August 2023... I have discovered that product activation is unfortunately impossible on Windows XP now. Initially, Windows XP could not... Well, I mean, Windows XP could be activated over the internet and phone when the popular beloved OS was still supported. But sometime in the mid-2010s when internet activation was no longer possible. But surprisingly, activation over the phone was still possible... At least until recently, when I found out when I was on the phone with Microsoft that support for activating Windows XP was no longer possible. Now, this is no surprise really, since many developers have already begun to stop development of their programs for older Windows OSs. Google Chrome dropped support for Windows 7 earlier this year, by the way. And Firefox also has plans to drop Windows 7 support real soon. In addition, Nintendo also dropped support for the 3DS eShop back in March of this year, which has also caught some attention controversy for 3DS game collectors, as it will be impossible to bot to get their 3DS games back with it being shut down now. 
as they focus on the Nintendo Switch, that is. But anyway, back to Windows XP now. Despite activation not possible through Windows XP anymore, there are still ways to get a legal copy of Windows XP in 2023 and beyond. Well, sort of. <laughs> the first method is using an anti-activation patch that, which is provided by third-party websites, which unfortunately I cannot give you the link to many sites reporting a scam. I could give it to you on air if, as long as you're okay with that, but um, even then I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I would not recommend that my, my route self either because unfortunately if you download the file, Windows 10 will detect as a virus. And technically it is because what it is is it's an anti-WPA patch and basically it prevents Windows from activating from making you activate that is. And because Microsoft is so evil about they want you to pay for Windows and activate Windows, they detect it as a scam and virus. In fact, there's plenty, I bet you anything that AVG and um, Avis would also detect as viruses. I know Defender does. I don't know if McAfee would, but I know there's a lot of virus programs I've heard of that does detect it as a virus. I'm pretty sure McAfee, Windows Defender, all the major ones, they probably would detect it as a virus. So, only use this method if you have no other choice at all. The preferred method at this point is downloading a copy, or, well, obtaining a legal copy of Windows XP that uses a volume license key, I did have a link to that at least. It was on the Internet Archive. It's detailed. Windows XP Pro Service Pack 3 x86. This is the preferred method. And that uses a volume license key instead of a traditional product key. And volume licensing versions of Windows XP, they don't require activation, ironically. And you can use it straight out of the box without any interruptions. So, thankfully, there are still ways to get Windows XP. But keep in mind that using Windows XP as a daily driver in 2023 is not recommended at all. If you have to use your daily driver, use Windows 10 or 11, depending on how well the hardware is, if possible. And I also added no elitism about Linux. I think Linux is garbage now, and that's what I believe. And I am... If you like Linux, please, no elitism, please. I hate Linux. If you don't like it, well, too bad. <laughs> but it is the truth. I hate Linux. Um, I still have four minutes left. God, there's so much noise. It's like people want to interrupt me today. So ridiculous. Why does everyone have to interrupt me on this show, guys? Um, well, I guess I can get some stuff queued up really quick. It is almost 8.50. So I guess I can queue up some stuff while I'm at it. Um, knock, knock, knock. I know I'm not telling a knock, knock joke, by the way. Sorry. It's just like some people might interrupt me. Seems that way, but I think it's just the neighbors, though. Uh, still, they ain't having their way, though. It's early. Yeah, I really don't like this, how people keep interrupting me. I know the noise is coming from outside, obviously the microphone can't capture it, but still. I think it's just the neighbors, Just You can't do anything about the neighbors. Uh, who knows? But anyway, before I go off, before I sign off for this morning's show, thank you all for listening. I'm sorry about some behavior things here and there. I hope it still turned out good for you. 
But I just feel like everyone just has to interrupt me. And I will be doing some editing today later, which obviously I do, but I'll probably do even more editing. But, oh well, it's just how it is, I guess. Anyway, um, it was Monday, August 21st, 2023, by the way. A pretty good day, but thankfully it's not going to be that hot today. It's not really going to be that hot at all. But keep in mind, though, it's almost fall, guys. It's only a matter of time before it hits September. And it'll be all... Hell, this year's been flying by so fast, guys. First it was February, now all of a sudden it was August. And, um, there you go. So, to close out the show, we'll have Charlie Poof with Dan and Shane and Sabrina Carpenter. That's not how this works. And to close out the show officially will be, um, Rima and Selena Gomez. Calm down. But anyway, thank you for listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Monday, August 21st. I'm going to go ahead and sign off 10 seconds early, guys. Even out. Thank you for listening to the Morgan Club, and I'll possibly see you tomorrow. We'll see. Bye-bye, everyone.